He's a friend to the friendless. He's hope for the hopeless. He's a shelter in the time of storm. He's my rock in a weary land, my comforter in trial and trouble. And the only question is, what do you need him to be for you right now? That's what he's going to become. listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us as today we continue a message on the story of Joshua. It's entitled Leap Before You Look, and we're really basing this on Hebrews chapter 11 today. But what a great reminder just moments ago from Pastor Ford that what you need Jesus to be for you, he will be that. As he said, a friend of the friendless, hope for the hopeless. And if you're going through difficult times right now, if you need that comfort, if you need that strength, if you need that peace that surpasses all understanding that's only available through Christ, well, I'm glad that you've tuned in today because we're going to see how the Word of God is something that God Himself will use to meet us where we are. And in Hebrews, there are five different warnings about God's Word. We can't deny it. We can't doubt it. We can't depart from it, despise it, or disagree with it. And if we don't do those things and we really dig into God's word, the Lord is going to use that to meet us where we are. So wherever you are today, I hope that you will open up your Bible and join us in Hebrews 11 as we continue the message, Leap Before You Look. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, what's going on in this text? This is called a Christophany. This captain of the Lord's host is none other than a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. So a pre-incarnate appearance means that Jesus showed himself in the Old Testament before he permanently localized himself in a human body in the New Testament. Now, now, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because Joshua's ready to go in, and uh, he's ready to go into the promised land. Right before the first battle, the man who is the captain of the Lord's host showed up. Captain of the Lord's host is in the Old Testament 58 times. He is called that. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these, but some of you want to study. If you want to study, we can put these up on the board for you as quickly as we can. Genesis 16, 7 and 13. Genesis 16, 7 and 13. These passages will show you uh, that the angel of the Lord, the captain of the Lord's host, is none other than Jesus Christ of the New Testament. Genesis 22, 11 through 16. 11 through 16. Circle verse 12 where you have the word me. Circle that word. Study it that way. Genesis 31, 11 through 13. Genesis 31, 11 through 13. Genesis 48, Genesis 48, 15 and 16. Genesis 48, 15 and 16. Uh, Judges 6, 22 and 23. So, look in the text. Here it is. How do I know that this is God? First of all, I know because he says, take off your shoes. So he's declaring now, take off your shoes. That is, remember Exodus 3, 5, Moses meets God in a burning bush, a bush that's burning, but it's not consumed. And so all of a sudden now, uh, it's the presence of God. Take off your shoe. Why? What does that mean? Well, in the book of Ruth, there was somebody who was a nearer kin than Boaz. And so Boaz wanted to make sure he wouldn't come back and say, I was the one who should have redeemed Ruth. He says to the the man, 
give me your shoe. Now, what was he doing? Relinquish your right to her by giving me your shoe. When Jesus asked for Joshua to give him his shoe, he's saying, I want you to relinquish all control to me. Now, this is before the battle. Some of us don't even do it when we end the battle. Notice the second thing, holy ground. Only God can declare holy ground. But here's the third one. He worshiped. Now write these down. I'm not going to turn to them. Revelation 19.10. Revelation 22.8.9. That's Revelation 19.10. Revelation 22.8.9. Know what it teaches us? Angels do not receive worship. Because John in both cases saw an angel. People talk about, I saw an angel. I will write a book. You know, it's amazing to me. How people in the Bible see an angel, they fall down as though dead. Anyway, let me go on. That ain't my point. They did not receive worship. John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. Well, then who is he looking at? The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has revealed him. That's who Jesus is. He is the revelation of God. He is God in the flesh. He is the only God that anyone has ever seen. Amen. So, here we are. Here's what I like. Now, Joshua is not a compromiser because he getting ready to throw down on the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees him coming, and the word look is yada, which means to scope out with intensity. He sees him. Now, he's got to be arrayed in full, full body armor because they're getting ready to go to battle. If he's the captain of the Lord's host, and Joshua looks at him and says, uh-oh, I better find out whose side he on. Whose side are you on? Our side or their side? No. Now, now get this. Here's what I like about the fact that he's ready to, to say it's on with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not a compromiser. He's saying it's black or white, ain't no gray. Shacking is wrong or it's okay. Ain't no middle ground. Homosexuality is wrong or it's not. Ain't no middle ground. Adultery is wrong or it's not. No middle ground. He's not a compromiser. And that's the problem with many of us. I just wrote this. Faith doesn't straddle the fence. Yeah. Faith is not in church on Sunday morning, but was in the club Saturday night. Faith is not in the church one day and in the mosque the next day. Faith doesn't listen to Kurt Franklin on the iPod and then turn around and listen to explicit lyrics on the iPod. Faith doesn't follow the Bible one day and the horoscope on Monday. Faith does not pray to the Lord and then the next day, yum, 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 rum, rum, rum. Yum, 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 rum, yum. And I hear them sometimes and I say, somebody get them a biscuit. They hungry. They talking about yum, yum, yum. <laughs> it's not the Lord will provide all my needs and then standing in the lottery line. See, 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 God was able to let the wall come down because here's the key word in, in Hebrews 11, after. You know what after means in Hebrew? After. You know what after means in Greek? 
after. You know what it means in Aramaic, after. You know what it means in Ugaritic, after. In other words, it is a preposition, of a, a logical connector of time that says to you there is a sequential event where a is always followed by B. And if you don't have A, don't write B. You got it? So in essence, he's saying Jesus is not Savior on Sunday, and then I go to listen to Farrakhan say he's the Savior the next Sunday. Now, when you start talking that stuff, that's when I'm going to need some bodyguards. See, see, you remember what happened? Soldiers were marching, and they were marching. And let me tell you what I do. I don't know what, what you do. Every time I go somewhere and there are soldiers eating, I buy. I don't care how many there are. I'll put on my credit card if I don't have the money. And I saw them, I just did a couple weeks ago. Three soldiers, three men, two ladies, they were in their camos. That's their camouflage for those of you who are military challenged. And they were in their camouflage. I walked up and I said, have you paid for your meal yet? They said, no, we haven't. I said, I'm paying. They said, oh, no, that's not to say we got it. I said, no, I got it. I said, because I can carry my Bible because you stand on the front line giving your life so that I can have that freedom. I can go to church and not have to worry about my kids being taken, my wife being raped, me being sold into slavery, where two-thirds of all the believers in the world today, right now, can't walk into church and praise God like we did today, can't carry a Bible, can't say the name of Jesus. They are being killed in Arab countries for saying that Jesus is Lord and Muhammad is not. And so I buy it. I buy it. That's it. And sometimes I get all emotional, get choked up. And I think to myself, if I get all choked up because they got my natural freedom, what ought I do about Jesus who died on a cross and set me free, not just in time, but for all eternity? Oh, I feel TV coming on, giving praise and glory in the house of the Lord. Hmm. Yeah. And so they, they were having a parade and the soldiers were marching. You live, I live, I don't live. I don't live, I live. Lean back and sit them down, 30, 40, all around. You live, right, live, I don't live. Bring back memories, some of y'all, even where my military brothers are. So a little boy grabs his mother's broom, runs outside. He, he gets in step. He's going with him. One guy sees him and says, little boy, you need to get out of that parade. That's not a rifle. You, your clothes is not a uniform. You're not a soldier. Little boy kept marching and said, but at least you know whose side I'm on. <laughs> hey. Let me ask you something. You're sitting in church now with your body, but where's your mind? You're sitting in church now, but where's your money going? You're sitting in church now, but where's your allegiance? Who, whose side are you on? All right, he's kind of messing there, isn't he? Getting a little personal. Some good questions there from Pastor Ford as we continue the message, Leap Before You Look. And we're going to get back to the teaching in just one moment. But want to remind you that if you ever miss a broadcast, you can listen to each and every program in its entirety when you come to our website. Just stop by treasuretruthradio.org. You can simply stream the programs through your computer. You can also download them and listen to those MP3s or even order copies on CD. You'll find those links at our website, treasuretruthradio.org. We also love for you to connect with us on social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. 
and we'd love to interact or engage with you that way. Again, you'll find those links at our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Well, back to the message, Leap Before You Look. Once again, here's Pastor Ford. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. It's powerful peace, isn't it? Because what happens is this, Danny. He says, are you on our side or are you on their side? And the angel, the captain of the Lord said, no. Here's what he's saying. I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. Joshua, you asking the wrong question. You're asking, is God on our side? You should be asking, am I on God's side? Here's what he's trying to teach Joshua. You can't be over what you're supposed to be over until you get under who you're supposed to be under. There's a whole lot of people want God to work in their marriage, but they don't apply his principles. So then they're not getting under what they need to get under so they can be over. Get it? What are they supposed to be over? Amen. Those married people got that. And so what does he do? He comes with his sword drawn, verse 13, a warring captain. Now, why is that so important? Get this. Faith in Jesus Christ, based on the Word of God, does this. That whenever you need something, he comes in the form that you need him. Okay, Abraham's a traveler. He's a pilgrim. Genesis 18, Jesus comes. You can read that passage. You'll see it's Jesus. Jesus comes as a traveler in the heat of the day and say, let's have fellowship. Let's have an intimate meal. And he fellowships with him. Know what it teaches us? As long as you got the friend that stick is closer than a brother, you don't need nobody else. You think you do. And when everybody else abandons you, He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Remember Jacob? Remember Jacob? Jacob, Jacob is a deceiver, a conniver, a manipulator. And who does God come to him as? Jesus come to him as a wrestler. And he, he says, listen, listen, I'm going to pin you down. You got to say uncle. Because, Brother Jeff, there's some people that the only way God's going to get them to listen is to pin them down and to put them in a lock hole, twist their arm. Now, he's not going to try to, to, to control their mind, but what God can do is put you in some holes that make you wish that you would have listened to him. Some of y'all in them holes right now because you're saying to yourself, yeah, I should have listened. I'll leave that alone. I got too, too much to go. So then, what does he say? Listen, or the old preacher said this way, he's a friend to the friendless. He's hope for the hopeless. He's a shelter in the time of storm. He's my rock in a weary land, my comforter in trial and trouble. And the only question is, what do you need him to be for you right now? That's what he's going to become. So Joshua asked the question, at least he asked the question, he said, are you on our side or are you on their side? At least he asked. Most people just presume on God. I'm talking about faith, but I don't want you to think that it's name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It don't work like that. 
Even Peter didn't do it. We talk about him all the time. But remember what happened? Jesus come walking on the water. Now, come on, help me out. What, what is Jesus doing? We just talked about this. When he walks on the water, what is he saying to disciples and us? Okay, what's over your head is under my feet. The thing that causes you trouble, I walk on that. And if you hook up in fellowship with me, I give you my word, and then you can walk like I walk. So that the same power I have, you can have. Man, that's it. That, I mean, that's it. So what does Peter say? I name it and I claim it. That's not what he said. He said, if it's you, bid me come. Here's what he said. If you name it, I'll claim it. And that's the way it is. Do you got a word from God? Because if you do, then he named it, you can claim it. But if he didn't name it, see, here's the problem. Uh, the little analogy, you know what that means? Some of us are praying for a Mercedes and we only got hoopty faith. We're praying for a mansion, but we only got apartment-sized faith. And so what happens? Let me give it to you real quick so I can move on and get to uh, this Hebrew text. Joshua, you're the under-shepherd of the sheep. I'm the great shepherd of the sheep. You need to understand that. See, here's, here's what he's teaching him. Lordship before friendship. Come on, say it with me. Lordship before friendship. Back in the day, here's what I used to do. Early in the days of pastoring here, we were on the other side. I, I, I'm a Baptocostal. And so what I would do is I preach here in the morning and I go to the Pentecostal Charismatic Church to get my church on. Because now, you know, praise the Lord. Every now and then some of y'all say amen, praise the Lord, you know, choir or something like that. But, but back in the day, now when I first came here, uh, uh, some, some know, some know, like Sister Thomas, she's been here 40 years. So I've only been here 28, so she's been 12 years long. And used to say, if you say amen in this church, they would come and say, excuse me, we don't do that in here. That's right. In my early days, Brother Garland, that's what they used to do. And, and so I would leave and go to my Pentecostal brothers and sisters and get my praise on. I wouldn't even let them know I was a pastor or anything. I'd get in the back, boy, and then, you know, they play 12, 13 songs before preacher ever get up, you know? And they'd be dancing down the aisles and everything. They don't know I'm an incognito Baptist, you know? And so I'd be jamming right along with them. Yeah, praising, 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 you know? Yeah, get my praise on. So one day I'm in one of these settings and man, praise was high. Then the pastor got up to preach and he started talking about casting out demons. And he said, you got to be like, and I'm just going to call, I don't remember her name. You got to be like Sister Johnson here. I mean, she, she come in here and any devils in here, she get them things cast out. And I was sitting by a guy, I said, this got to be her boyfriend, her husband, her significant other, something. Because guess what this guy said? Yeah. Yeah, she cast out the demons in church, but she can't take control of them dirty dishes at home. <laughs> I said, oh, they got issues there. Say, say, what are you talking about? Let me tell you about Watchman Nee. Now, if you don't know who he is, Google him. Google Watchman Nee. One of the most, the closest I've ever read to anybody being near the Apostle Paul that I've read is Watchman Nee. Here's what he said. Not until we take our place as servant, can he take his place as Lord. Every Christian has two seats in their heart. 
a throne and an altar. And if you're on the throne, then Jesus is on the altar. But if you lay yourself on the altar, Romans 12, 1 and 2, as a living sacrifice, Jesus is on the throne. And when Jesus is in control, he takes it as his responsibility to work it out. Look at your neighbor. Help me preach this thing. Say, neighbor. Maybe God is not committed to you because you're not submitted to him. Mm -hmm. So he says, take your shoes off. And then what does Joshua do? He worships and only God is to be worshiped. I gave you the passage already. And so then we got to get that straight. If the walls are going to fall down, if faith complies with the incomprehensible, first of all, then we have to bow to the control of God. Secondly, notice, we must believe the confirmation of Christ. Not just bow to the control of Christ, but believe the confirmation of Christ. Look at what it says in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in, none came out. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Look what's going on here. Three things, just write them down. Vulnerability, vulnerability. Believe the confirmation of Christ. What does he confirm? Vulnerability. Secondly, vision, verse 2. And then 3 through 5, victory. Those are confirmed. So you can go back and you can look at these passages, Joshua 2.11, Joshua 5.1, where he promised Joshua, I'm going to whip them for you. Exodus 23, 27, let me read it. God said to the children of Israel, I will send my fear, not your fear, before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all your enemies turn their backs unto thee. Now, not this but getting their hat. God says, first of all, since they are greater than you and you already know it, I have to make you great in their sight. I'm going to put the fear of God in them. And we're going to hear how God did just that when Treasured Truth continues with this message, Leap Before You Look. You can request a copy of this complete message on Joshua when you visit our website. Just go to treasuredtruthradio.org. And as a radio Bible teacher and a local church pastor, Pastor James Ford has helped many of us understand the Bible in a fresh way and how it applies to everyday life. And if you're ready to learn more about the scriptures, you're going to want to request a copy of a book that we've been talking about all month. It's by David Whitehead, and it's called Making Sense of the Bible. Now, it's especially important that you reach out to us today. It's our last occasion to extend the special offer for the book Making Sense of the Bible. So call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. If you prefer to make your request by mail, our address is Treasured Truth, 820 North LaSalle, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, David Whitehead has an unusual story. He's a former atheist, and when he first started looking into the Bible for himself, it just revolutionized his entire perspective on life. And now... In his book, Making Sense of the Bible, David shares the tools and the insights that made the Bible come alive to him. So even if you've been reading the Bible your entire life, most of us will come across sections that are challenging to understand, and you're going to find this book really helpful. You can support the ministry with a gift today and request your copy of Making Sense of the Bible. Call us at 888-644-7660 or go to treasuredtruthradio.org. 
Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios, and Pastor Ford concludes our study of Joshua tomorrow. So join us tomorrow for Treasured Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.